0: all right welcome to command a episode 25 kevin how's your new iphone
1: Oh, I did not <laughs> buy one. Um, I really don't even want one. I did for a, a minute. Yeah. And that was, it passed quickly.
0: We're, we're the same bent. You know, I've read from a lot of people that kind of felt the same way. And you've got, I mean, I've got a 10S. You've got the 11 Pro or 11 yes. Pro Max, 11 Pro. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If I was still, if I still had the seven, I would have definitely, yeah, I'd jump into a 12, like no problem. But Yeah i'm just not going to buy one every year even when i want one i just couldn't i mean again
0: that's this is crazy but i i just am not seeing a path forward to getting excited and the you know the keynote you know because they do a great job of making the phone you know really exploiting what the phone can do but i think about my day-to-day use and i really struggled this time around i'm like i just i don't have 5g that's the key that's the marquee feature i and if you if you have if you have five G, do you have the M wave? I bet your new office downtown in Seattle will will be close to a an a wide ultra wide band spot, but you know, most people won't. And what's the point? And when you're at work, you've got your work stuff you gotta do anyway. So what does it even matter? Right.
1: And the only reason that I, I considered, like I said for a minute was um I think I might go to the bigger phone next time I upgrade again. I might go up.
0: I could see uh, that, especially with your commute. I think uh, that makes a lot of sense.
1: And then and I also, I forgot, to, I didn't mention this, but we talked about my work phone and being an Android and that I don't really care for it. And I think you can bring your own device to work. For a split second, depending on what they re- what they give you for a stipend, I have considered buying the... Is it called the Mini? What's it called now? The i twelve iPhone. Mini. One. Yep. I've considered buying that and making it a work phone. Oh. For a second. And then now I'm I'm kinda over that. I'm not saying that I won't maybe next year, but um I like separating work from home. So I don't I, I'm gonna keep two devices. But if I continue to to dislike the um the Android. I may do that, but then also that's a lot of money to spend just because I don't like the way something functions it's it's easy enough to learn,
0: yeah, yeah, and to your point, it's your it's your work phone, so you you know you almost want to have a built in uh, pain point anyway, don't you for work
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 with what I do it's um, it's a public company or it's a government agency, so everything's um, oh discoverable, right, so. So yeah, you definitely want to have that firewall. Yeah, that's a great firewall. point. I you <clears> would do it anyways. <throat> hadn't thought business,
0: about that.
1: But, yeah, but um, like Freedom of Information Act and stuff. Um, maybe a joke between you and I isn't wouldn't be considered that funny. Reading it twenty years down the road in a text message.
0: Yeah, well, out of context and everything else. Yeah, for sure.
1: Absolutely. I mean, look at look at all the people that I don't know. Just if they want to go after somebody, they take their quote out of context. You see one little snippet in a headline, and then all of a sudden they're a demon, right? <laughs>
0: That's right. No, you're right. You're right. In fact, I just read an interesting book, uh, that <laughs> was kind of like this. And it, this is, this is a little off topic. It's called Veritas, which is, you know, Latin for the truth or truth. And it's, uh, it's Harvard's slogan. And it was the, uh, <clears throat> the head, the chair, if you will, of, uh, religious studies at Harvard. And she's an interesting character anyway. Karen King's her name. And, she ha- <clears throat> she is a you know she's a feminist but that's that's not not the point here but it it's important in the story because she um basically authenticated and you know publicized the gospel of uh Mary and what she in 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 it's this little and it ended up, it's likely a forgery but it's a small piece of papyrus and it had just a few words and you could make it make it seem anything you wanted so some of the words it said um married and something like that right and it had jesus in there and all this kind of thing and so you could read it that jesus was married or you could read it as somebody asked jesus me married no i'm not married i'm married to the church or whatever you know you could do all kinds of things with it and they did it was an interesting i mean it's a fascinating book anyway if, if you if you like those kinds of things uh there was a book called "The Mormon Murders" about. I, I I like books about forgery and that kind of thing. They just fascinate me. So this I found this by accident. Off topic, but anyway, out of context. <laughs> if you don't have the context, it's so
1: easy to take it out of context and just believe whatever you want to believe about something. For sure, for sure. But yeah, nothing. Uh, the i The new iPhone is fine, and it looks nice, and um, it's it's going to be a great phone. But yeah. I don't I I don't need it right now
0: yeah I think it's uh I, you're right it's gonna it is a good phone and I think the max is gonna be better and I think the next phone I get will be a max size. I'm probably gonna go back to the big one too uh even though today I mean another reason I have no interest to get a new phone is because i'm, I'm again I've been working from home still I'm not even on the road. I'm using my computer uh, I have an iPad mini and the phone and I use i don't know I probably use the iPad mini. Outside of making phone calls, more than anything else, maybe the phone—I don't know—but I don't. It just doesn't matter. I, I always have access to something else, and I've got uh, mm, Wi-Fi. Yeah.
1: So I'm seriously considering buying an iPad Air.
0: Yeah, tell me about that. I think uh, I think you mentioned that in a text recently. What uh, What do you yeah, think in there?
1: I haven't had an iPad since the iPad Two. Oh, do you have one right now like, at all? What's that? Do you have that one still? Do you still have that one? No, no, I haven't had that for years, and then um, the kids had some iPad minis, and then we upgraded them just to iPads last year, um, and they love them, and I just think that I don't get my Kindle out and read it too often, right? Um, but I think with commuting and stuff, and I think that I would enjoy having a an iPad Air where I would use it for all that stuff for reading and in all things, and then notes, and then just to play around with. So Different. I'm not convinced I'm gonna buy one, but I'm I'm like eighty five percent sure that maybe in the next six months, three six months, I may purchase one.
0: Well, you know, with that train ride you have, I <clears throat> obviously I could see I could see the desire and a lot of use from an iPad, whichever one, right? Just just having one on a commute like that versus a phone to me, it would be a no brainer. Uh, Just you can, to your point, you can consume anything, right? You want to watch a movie, you want to watch YouTube, you want to watch whatever you want to read a book or a magazine on my iPad mini. That's what makes news. Me subscribe to news plus is the device because I can read the magazines that I want to read, you know, easily. It's kind of, it's a little more chunky on the phone, you know, just a, to get around some of them depending on how they how they are uh, you know printed or whatever but uh, the iPad makes it real easy to to read news magazines
1: I completely agree and I have to wear like reading glasses now from time to time and I usually just leave them at work on my desk mm-hmm. and um, so sometimes reading stuff on my phone it's not hard but I kind of have to mess with it or or change the size or mm-hmm. zoom in and then when you zoom in maybe on a website you lose part of it i just so yeah total convenience i mean mostly on the train i listen to things but i would possibly read more yeah with something like that so i'm thinking about it maybe we'll see how it goes but yeah i'm interested in
0: give you an that. option
1: they look they look nice i might even get they a do. blue one i was looking at the colors maybe get a blue one
0: no that ipad air is an amazing device uh i you know i had the ipad pro years ago and then I got, I gave that to my daughter, and I've got the iPad Mini. Uh, and it's it has pencil support, and I had the pencil anyway. And uh, Angie ended up with a Mini and a pencil. She uses hers a lot. I, you know, I tell you what, I, I kind of like it. I tried using it to send text with their new, and, you know, this, it's, what are they, a Scribble? Yeah, it's called Scribble, where you can kind of use the pencil in any text field uh, on the iPad. It works okay. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's not, I mean, it's... It's slower than typing and about the same amount of accuracy. So, and I hate typing on a glass keyboard. I still do. I mean, this is how many years now? 10 years? It still sucks. But
1: <laughs> Yeah. And I, I'm not going to get a keyboard with it. I, I right. Originally, I'm going to get like the folio type cover because mm-hmm. that's not, it's intent. I have a laptop. Yep. At work, I have a laptop. I'm, I've kind of doubled down in the last few months on OneNote at work. Okay. I use OneNote. I'm really... I'm really finding ways to utilize OneNote more and more every day. I'm enjoying that. So I would like to be able to pull up my notes. That's one thing I could do. I can sign into Office 365. I could on an iPad and still have my notes at a meeting. Yep. Um, like I said before, this Dell Latitude tablet thing I have, this two-in-one, it's fine, but its battery is terrible. Sure. And so I'd rather leave it on my desk on a charger.
0: Yeah, I use uh, <clears throat> I use OneNote obviously for personal things uh, a, a lot. We use it for everything around the house, and then I also use it for work too. And, and to your point, I like it because I, I not only on your iPad, but you can sign into that on your phone, and so that's the one cross-platform app that I can use with work, and I can use it on my personal devices. And it it's a game changer, be able to pull something up on your phone. You know, when you're away from everything, uh, and you need to, you know, and I get. I get tasked to do things outside of work, or somebody needs something. I can do it anywhere. I could be at a, you know, at an amusement park if I wanted to, for crying out loud, or, uh, you know, whatever, and and get what I need from OneNote. So I'm I'm a, also a big proponent of OneNote, big fan.
1: Yeah, and and I do basically like a like every day. Just I kind of do like a task list of things I like, like, and then I forward it on, and then I don't have to try to remember these yeah. things, and it doesn't stress me out like if i just have these ideas sure and then i'll start a sub page because my career now is very meaty and heavy we have lots of meetings yeah so i start a sub page under that day i click on it i add meeting it brings the outlook invite in and then just i start just typing notes while i'm talking sure you know to people and and uh extremely handy and then it's just the searchability of it you could just type lunch and you can figure out every time you lunch with somebody or whatever yep. anyways
0: yeah ta- tags and yeah it's index searchable yeah all those things absolutely absolutely i just uh and i'm i'm actually kind of glad that it's not apple's product because again the cross-platform thing <laughs> you know we still we still live in a heavy windows world and being able to integrate the two is huge
1: yeah i'd say that's the drawback to anything that's Apple or whatever. Well, just like that uh, Apple messaging or whatever. I'm sure they don't want it to get out because they don't want other phones. But I can tell you that that Android and their messaging apps are, are completely far behind. It's all SMN.
0: All right. And we're back. We got Kevin back with us here <laughs> after another freeze job. Uh, <laughs> and we are just talking about just bragging on our Macs here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know, right? <laughs> Where'd you lose me? Do you even remember? Yeah,
0: I do, I do. So we were talking about messaging, Kevin. You'd mentioned that. Uh, you'd mention that, uh, and I think I might have a fire alarm battery dying. So forgive the squeak there. I think that's me. But it, it, yeah, you were talking about messaging and being such a good. They've they've been talking about cr- making that cross platform thing. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but you keep I keep hearing the rumors that they may open messaging. To allow other, the problem is the security, right? That's the whole point of, of message, uh, messaging on on the phone is it's uh, it's local, so there's a security situation there. But I I keep hearing rumors. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and also whatever it it's it's good to have something to yourself that's the best. So either way,
0: right, right, yeah. And I, but I think again, some of that's starting to change, man. Like the their their shift towards services you know they're trying to make a lot of money and and do services the more people you that can use your service outside of your own hardware paradigm which originally was always their thing right they were hardware manufacturer man it sure feels like they're kind of shifting a little bit with all these service offerings they're doing
1: yeah
0: diversify i guess you know yeah yeah it's a different i mean that was apple that was um that was always microsoft's thing right they they're they were the service provider they provided they didn't make hardware they didn't care. They they made software, and you could put it on anything you wanted. You just bought a license for it. So it it yeah. it definitely feels like uh, Apple's kind of shifting their strategy from the old days. Right, wrong, or different. I'm not. I'm not even gonna comment on. It. I don't care. But whatever works right. for them. They're the trillion dollar company. I'm struggling to put bread on the table every month. So somebody's doing it right. So, the MacBook Air. So, is she was she a was she a Mac user before that, Kevin?
1: Yeah. So she's had a Mac since twenty fourteen. I don't know what she had. Probably a PC before that, like a desktop type PC, I would guess.
0: And what's her use? What does she use it for? Just normal stuff.
1: Yeah, surfing the internet, watching uh, Netflix, chatting with friends. I think I think she does some like what is it, FaceTime type stuff with it.
0: Did you try to talk her into a and uh, and because an, she sounds like the candidate for using a iPad standalone?
1: Yeah, I consider talking to her, but really cost was her her big driver, and I really cost wise, I thought that was at nine ninety nine. When I think she got the best device for her use.
0: Agreed. Yeah, you know what? I, I <laughs> this is where I've argued before and I don't want to make this an age thing, but it kind of is. The computer and a laptop is still, to me, so much preferable, if you're going to have one device especially, to an iPad, because everything that you have to add on to the iPad to make it work is what you already have built into the computer, You know, i.e. a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything to well, make it work is already there.
1: Yeah, and I don't know... Just for example, again, this Dale Latitude 2 and one I was trying to use it on my lap like a laptop on the train. And it has this little kickstand that kicks out of the back of the, And then the keyboard is magnet. And we hit a bump and then, boom, my screen fell off. Uh, like, it's not a laptop. It's, that's right. They're not. That's right. It's just, that's right. If it was on a desk or a table, it's fine. But it's not a laptop. You can't hold your, your palms on it or, or whatever and balance it and type and hold it on your lap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have to force yourself to make it work, and it's just it's just not the same. I I agree, absolutely agree.
1: And then also the drawback to it is where it has just that kick out deal, like like a surface or anything else, you can't adjust it like this. I can't adjust my camera. It just it's fixed. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Another drawback.
0: Nope, no. That, that's right. That's right. In fact, I've been reading. Uh, people were hoping that they were going to move the camera on the iPad to go to the center. So when you have it in hori- uh, uh, horizontal mode, it would be in the center versus profile mode, you know, especially everybody's everybody are sh- using them to work from home and they put them in that, you know, that orientation.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, there, like I said, with the, with that Android type device, there are things I like the way the camera is just this little hole in the, in the display that you really don't notice. It's pretty handy. Yeah. It could be anywhere. It wouldn't bother me.
0: Hmm. Well, what are you holding your pants up with? Because I saw you put that in the notes here. We went to the
1: link. Oh, yeah. I bought this. This uh, I've been seeing ads. I bought this Grip6 belt. Just a, It's a pretty sturdy webbing, like one-and-a-half-inch webbing belt. And then it just has a, instead of holes, it just has this metal, I wouldn't even call it a buckle, where you slip the belt through, and then just through tension, it just keeps it. In place, it's really nice. It's comfortable. It has a real uh, slim, like profile on the front. It doesn't really stick out, and uh, it's very adjustable. Um, I like it a lot.
0: I, it's the Mormon belt. Did you see that?
1: It's the Mormon <laughs> belt. Why is that?
0: It's made in Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. Those are my people. Those okay. are my people. Salt yeah, Lake it's not City. white
1: or anything, but <laughs>
0: well. There's no diversity in the people wearing the belt. I don't know if you noticed that. Those are all their friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just on their yeah. webpage right now. Uh, I don't even know why that occurred to me other than you know, what I see in the news all the time. We're just talking about diversity. But yeah, Salt Lake no, City, 100% a, sourced from the USA too. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's a real simple concept. I think it's, it's really neat. And you can... Um, it's it's changeable, right? So if you if you want to change the the buckle or the webbing, it's all you can mix and match if you're into that sort of thing.
0: Well, if you want to be tactical, it's ninety three dollars, Kevin, to be tactical.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not tactical, but and I wear mine as a dress belt with her really casual belt, and it looks nice. What got are, a brown good. belt and a black buckle. Okay, did you get the
0: classic pack?
1: I didn't get a pack. I just bought just to try it for the first time. Okay. I just bought the belt. So it's like the men's Ninja belt buckle, which is just the black, and then yep. it has a mocha strap.
0: I like the classic pack. I don't want to. I don't need a belt, nor do I want to spend money on a belt. But I got to tell you, for a hundred bucks for three complete belts that you could change the buckles on—gray, black, and brown—that looks like a pretty good deal to me.
1: Yeah, that is. And really thirty five bucks for a belt seems expensive, but it's not expensive anymore. That's about what a belt is.
0: Yeah. last I remember the last dress belt I bought was like seventy five bucks. So no doubt. I don't like spending that kind of money on a belt. I will be the first to admit. I would I'd rather
1: buy a gadget
0: than a belt, but you have to buy a belt sometimes. So
1: But the way this closes and yeah, it's um I wouldn't bring it up if it was just a belt, like oh, I like this belt, but it really is a quality product, and I really do like it.
0: Absent watching the video, I don't see what's the closure mechanism. I can't quite tell looking at there.
1: Okay, you watched the video. I
0: haven't. The... What is it? What? How does it close?
1: So it just um, wraps around, and then you slide. So how would you explain it? So you the loose end, right? Your tail in. You slide from the outside in. Okay. And then just by friction, it holds it in place, and it lays flat. Oh. I'm telling you, you can tighten it up wherever you want it, and it'll stay there all day.
0: Okay. Huh. I Yeah, I see it now. I, I can see it. Yeah, I, I get it now that you said that. So the right side, when it's coming in from the front, and then you just pull it back, pull, you pull it tight, and then it flattens out, and that's where right. it... And okay. Instead
1: of, and instead of having the tail hang like through your belt loop, it's underneath the other strap in your belt loop, so there, it's just a real clean... Gotcha. Look,
0: and so do you have to buy a size, or do you cut it to size?
1: No, you just, uh, yeah, no, I think you do select your set waist size, but then you don't have to cut it or anything.
0: Okay. Oh, I see. Yep, sizing. Yeah, and it's got normal sizes too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. They got. Yeah, the thing is, is like,
1: like for me, I'm like a 38 waist, 36, 38. Um. It could be whatever. Like it doesn't. It could go. If I got down to a thirty-three, it could use the same belt. No, no big deal. It doesn't where it's not set sizes of holes and. Oh, I like that. I like that from a guy that you would like it for hiking for sure. Yeah,
0: I hate. Good. I don't wear belts hiking. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. I don't. I don't belt. Okay. I went to a, uh, and this is not in the show notes, but the. Uh, hmm it's killing me right now is it art i think it's i think it's uh what are some god dang it it's not arcteryx it's a it's a brand they do yoga stuff but anyway i switched to their pants and they've got a little adjuster but they fit me so well i don't need a belt uh i actually have their shorts too and of course i can't remember the name of them (laughs) probably won't is it the prana 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 p-r-a-n-a yep uh, when I switched to them, I, I quit. I quit doing belts after that, and haven't haven't had to look back. I'm actually pretty happy about it, because with a hip belt, you know, in your backpack, and you got a hip belt on. I don't need one more thing jamming into my skin all day, so I was happy to find those pants.
1: Sure,
0: but you know, day hiking or when I want to look tactical, these look like pretty good belts to me.
1: Yeah, and I didn't think I, I was. That was one of my initial concerns is that it would be. Tactical looking, and I don't feel like now that I have it, it looked that way.
0: No, yeah, you made. Oh, yeah, I get that with the classic. I, I was just pointing. You got to be kidding me!
1: <laughs> Are they all connected? Where that's not the right battery? Because I've bit, I've had a system like that before, where <sighs> the battery needs changed, but you don't know which one. God damn! I don't. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know, Kevin. <laughs> I'm not happy yeah, right now. Right. We live in the
1: real world and shit happens. <laughs> Computer's free. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I'm, we're done. We're, you're gonna hear the, you're, you get to hear the alarm beep the same as I do because I'm not going to try again. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to edit the first change out out of this so people won't hear that. But just to let everybody know, we are fighting a smoke alarm, low battery beep right now. It's got to be – luckily, it's early enough in the day, Kevin, that I've got – you know, another uh, 12 hours, roughly, really, before I'd have to have it fixed to where I couldn't sleep tonight. So, I think I got sufficient time to get it done.
1: I like when, like, a 2 or carbon monoxide detector goes off randomly. You're like, do I have a problem, or is this thing just going on? <laughs> I'd rather just fall asleep and not wake not up. Not wake up, that's right. Then be woke up by an alarm.
0: That's right. <laughs> We've got a... Uh... Our security system's funny. I've got, depending on, I've got sensors in different places. So if I arm it too early and somebody does something crazy, like go in the garage, I've got a sensor in the garage, it'll go off and, uh, or into my mechanical room in the basement too. It'll do the same thing. Uh, and I've got, you know, I, it's funny because I have a motion sensor in the mechanical room. Do you know why? It has nothing to do with people going in there. It's so if a water line breaks, it'll make enough motion. That I would actually be able to go down and put a stop to it, um, is the idea behind it. But anyway, somebody going in there, too, will set it off. So, yeah, if I set it before bedtime, for example, <laughs> it's going to go off. Cause Somebody to go to the garage. Somebody to go to the mechanical room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Well, we're going to talk about diet this week and food. Um, and you'd made a couple of comments Earlier, what I can't remember what even started this whole thing.
1: What uh I don't remember. I I've just been thinking about. I think it's just because of my longer commute. I don't have time to think. So I was thinking about just diet and food. I've been um I've been eating low carb for about four weeks now. I've lost about seven pounds. Oh um, wow! I'm kind of dialing in my. I've also been trying to kind of dial in my workouts. I don't have as many days off as I used to. I used to work out just on my days off. Um, So now I'm just trying to do something from a minimum of 10 minutes to a maximum of 30 minutes every day at least. And then on days off, maybe I'll do two workouts um, and write these things down. And instead of – I just figure out what works best for me that day. Or just write a list and just check them off. And once I've completed seven different things, I start the new week. So, like, maybe one one of my workouts, for example, is I like to – or I want to be able to eventually do pull-ups. So I do some, like, training to get to a pull-up. Well, one of the things is just hanging from a bar, dead hangs. Well, those don't take very long, and I'm pretty much exhausted in my arms when I'm finished because mm-hmm. I'll do, like – three to five 30 second hangs. Sure. Which when you're holding up somebody as big as I am, it's exhausting.
0: I think it's exhausting for anybody, Kevin, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: but my goal is, and I don't even know if this is a realistic goal. I'd like to be able to hang for three minutes. That's a pretty, that's,
0: that's intense. That's grip strength. I you're talking grip strength like as it, much as, uh, as much as anything else is grip strength right there.
1: Yeah. But in order to, to get to where I want to be, Just, just my mobility is terrible, but in functionally fit is, is get there. So I don't know, it could take me a lot of years to get to three minutes because 30, some days, 30 seconds kills me. And then other days I can hang for like a minute on one set and I'm, I'm tired, but I get it done. So it just depends on the day. Depends on your body. I think how you're feeling.
0: Yeah. I've never tried to, I mean, I've, I've, I've went for time, but I never tried to go past a minute. When I would do hangs, and I I got this thing called a fingerboard, uh, when I was kind of into the rock wall thing, and it had a bunch of different grips you could grab onto, and and part of that was, you know, to put your fingers in there, and you were trying to, you know, really do grip strength, which which sure. was important for Spartan races. That's what I actually really wanted to do, but you know, you'd put your fingers in there, and then you'd move around, and buddy, that was hard. Uh, anytime you got your whole body suspended. You know, by your hands or by your fingers, you don't realize. Talk about functional fitness—how important your grip strength is, and how crucial it is to do everyday activities. Uh, and so, yeah, anything you're doing to improve that—that's going to be part of your functional fitness, right? Not just not just practicing for a pull-up, but grip strength itself means a lot, all right?
1: So I'm trying to mix all these things that I want to do into this sure. seven-day. Deal, and I kinda sometimes I forget to work on mobility or flexibility and I need to add that in. That needs to be more and that maybe needs to be something that I do every morning and night, like a stretching routine or a flexibility, mobility routine, or a rolling or but anyways, as I'm going through this stuff, I started thinking about um you know, primal eating or um what's the other uh Intermittent fasting, different mm-hmm. things that people do: carnivore diets, vegan diets, um, um, all different kinds of things work for different people. But what I th- really start thinking was interesting is like, okay, if I'm a primal person, and I'm and I'm kind of living, they weren't intentionally intermittent fasting. It was more of they ate when they had food, and then they yes they didn't eat maybe for a time. Yes. So I think that that the trend of hey, I only eat in an eight hour window or whatever. And I wait till noon and breakfast is bad. I don't really, I'm not buying into all that. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense to me. What makes sense to me is maybe a few of us live in a cave when we wake up in the morning and we have some food and we're going hunting. We're probably going to eat that food and have some fuel for our day because we might not come back from that hunt with food. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah.
0: So you saw, so by the way, it was almonds that got us talking about this, but, um, I put in the notes in there about being omnivores and how, you know, yeah, there's all this noise out there, primal diet, which I'm a big fan of too, for just cause it has less processed food and, and, you know, I ended up overeating, and I don't know what's good for me or what's bad for me. You know, you I don't know, Kevin, because when I think about people, and, you know, and certainly you can call it anecdotal, but people I've known that have died in their 60s versus died in their 80s, I don't see a lot of difference between those people and what they did and what they ate and how they existed. You know, uh, absent somebody that was a lifelong smoker that died of, you know, pancreatic or lung cancer in their 50s, you know, I mean, is, I I don't know. I don't know. Is my point, and I don't know how much diet even makes a difference, other than, yeah, you know, certainly a case can be made of being hyper obese and getting up to you know three four hundred pounds, and you know you might might have some health issues there. But I don't think that matters if you got that way from eating pancakes or eating, you know, <laughs> bananas. I, I don't know, just throwing shit out there. It's yeah. I just I, I don't, don't know the answer. Be
1: unhealthy and overweight. And have that hold me back from things that I want to do. Yep. Right? To exactly. About myself, to even that I joke around, but half serious. Like, hey, I want to be able to tie my shoes without holding my breath. Like that's right. That's right. So, so anyways, as I work through this, I I, I read all these things, and I and I and I kind of think that too much of anything is bad. So if you're eating all, and it's been proven lately, if you eat spinach like too much all the time, it can develop kidney stones in some people. Um, some people don't want to eat meat and if you don't want to, don't. But I'm not, I really have never in my life enjoyed vegetables very much. So what I'm doing is more of a, a low carb breakfast and lunch. And then it's also easier for me not to have to, to have a simple lunch of, of low carb ideas. And then, and then at dinner time I'll have maybe a salad or I'll have whatever vegetable with with my dinner, but I'm kind of, I'm cutting out grains and I'm cutting out, um, stuff that doesn't make me feel good. And, and that's what's working for me right now. But it just got me thinking with the carnivore and it's just all interesting. What do you, it is, what are you even thinking about?
0: I just, you know, more when I, when I think about what I should, what I should and shouldn't be eating, I know that, for me, eating too much is always a disaster. It's always a slippery slope, and eating a lot of sugar-based type products—you know, as much as I love them—it just it becomes a non-stop event at that point. And you know, turning it off is very hard for me to do um, on a, in a daily basis because then I get into these, and, and you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, insulin reactions, right? So that that is a. That is something that I have observed in myself when I am eating sugar is that I go into that crash and then I got to have more and that reproduces itself because I pay attention. Not everybody does, but I pay attention to it because it's always been a big deal, you know, how this whole thing works. I'm a curious kind of person. So how it works, I often experiment on myself and I've done it with my blood work too. I've talked about that before, but you know, it's uh, figuring out what works and sugar doesn't work for me, but I've been thinking about you know, cultures and how humans evolved on the planet, you know, starting 30, 300 400,000 years ago, whatever, whatever the case might be, and how these cultures developed in different parts of the world where they're not going to always have the same variety of foods that the other culture might have. Think about Eskimos, right? very high-fat diets and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. People that live in, uh, you know, Brazil, they're going to have a different type of more of a tropical diet. Uh, People in uh, northern European countries, you know, they're going to have a few more nuts and things like that, but they're not going to have a lot of uh, fruits. They're going to have some vegetables, tubers, things like that. So all these people, all these societies have, you know, evolved uh, eating different types of things. And to your point, if the fasting thing is huge because – we talk about eating a variety of foods, and I get into the habit of eating the same thing every day. I'm pretty bad at that because I'm lazy, <laughs> and I've been trying to do better at that for a lot of reasons. I think mental health more than anything, but, you know, these people would eat what they had. So if something was in season and they could get it, they were probably eating a lot of it because it was available, and it would go bad and go away. And then to your, to your point, they go out on a, on a hunt. They might not get anything. So they who knows when they were going to eat Meat again the next time, or whatever it was. It was what they could find. They found a tree that produced nuts; they'd eat them. Uh, turns out, if, if they found a tree that produced almonds, it would kill them. Back in the day, now
1: that's <laughs> that's what I yeah, found and interesting. That's what got me. So that that's what did, led me down the road of man. Does everything I know about nutrition is it just a marketing ploy? Right. Like fat's bad for you. Drink milk. Don't drink milk. Yep. Eat eggs. Don't eat eggs. Eat egg whites. So. I thought that was really interesting, the fact that almonds were basically poisonous Yes. until um, we found a variety that wasn't the bitter almond, that wasn't poisonous, and then we just only grew that. And then your other point is exactly what I've been thinking of, too, is people eat what's in season. However, in our world now, we can get whatever we want, whenever we want, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So... That's not, I think that's a problem. Like maybe I shouldn't be eaten. I think, and, and people also, I think they, when they found the way to preserve stuff, they would preserve some berries and fruit for a time, but they wouldn't last forever.
0: That's fairly recent though. Right. We had dried, sure. we had, I mean, dried meat, you can go back a long way, but as far as like, maybe you're not talking about something, something different, but like canning stuff, that's fairly recent. Some, salt was a big deal. You ever read salt, the book Salt? no
1: you, oh you i encourage you that to several times it's something i i need to fish
0: has been a big part of people's diets in our in our world for a very long time and preserving fish was one of the first foods that was you know properly preserved and they used salt to do it but it's anyway it's an interesting book completely side topic but when it comes to food uh it's really a good one uh to to read or listen to i listen to it because the narrator is really good but anyway yeah uh you're right you're you're absolutely right that i was thinking about that too we have everything available to us all the time i don't have to i don't have to get an apple only during the fall i can get an apple in january if i want to and i can continue to and i live you know in the middle of a really what i would call a food desert i'm not in any kind of a uh the only thing that's grown around here is meat right we have a lot of uh a lot of meat grown, but I don't have a lot of crops in my area. Uh, not far from here, we've got sorghum and wheat, and, you know, I'm very close to the, you know, the farm belt of the nation. But out where I'm at geographically, I've got cattle and sheep, right? that's Those would be my two things that I could eat all year round, absent canning. But people wouldn't have settled in a place like this that way either. Uh, the Native Americans hunted buffalo and ate, ate buffalo and... Uh, and that's kind of what they had through the winter to get them through. It's Again, it's one of those situations where you get what you can. You could say maybe pine nuts, uh, that kind of thing. So I, I don't know, man. It's uh, There's nothing black and white about it. So I don't know. Maybe it is bad to have access to all those things, especially since we have access to the crappy food too, right, That's uh, that's been proven not to be good for us. Uh, milkshakes <laughs> 24-7, you know. Right. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just started thinking about it. I'm like, I believe all these theories are based on some reality, but I think people get way too too caught up in the dogma or the of each thing. I mean, uh, like vegans and carnivores, like they fight over this stuff. And it's like, I think you're both sort of right, and I think you're both a lot wrong. <laughs> so, uh,
0: yes. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Both right, both sort of wrong. The thing is, what drives this is there's a market, isn't there? There is a huge market for uh, for, for diet, dieting. People everyone wants to do the right thing. It's there's no, I mean, again, our bodies look for homeostasis. So we have this big chemical reaction going inside of our system all the time. So whatever we eat, our body is going to figure out a way to take the basic building blocks of any of these foods and break them down and change them into the things we need. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's, it's so complex. None of us truly, I mean, really, you know, I'm not being facetious. No one understands how it actually all works. We have some pretty good ideas. We know that this, these things happen, but oftentimes the mechanisms still elude us, even our smartest scientists. So that leaves a lot of room for, you know, hyperbole don't eat don't eat uh, eggs because they're going to kill you with cholesterol or fat clogs your arteries. Well, that makes sense because we think about fat like we think about dumping down our drain and getting and clogging our pipes in a plumbing system. Your body's not a plumbing system and the fat doesn't go into your veins. <laughs> right? It's being processed. It's a fuel. Your brain's made of fat. All of these things that, you know, is as, as just regular layman we don't think about unless we're really going to want to research it and even then the more we learn the more we find out that you know even our smart people really don't know do they?
1: No and I think that let if give you a look back at, at the American culture and, and you look back into the 70s when some of this was going on I think that there was a few doctors and people that were really trying to figure out heart disease and understand it and they were trying to do the right thing but when they cut out fat and then introduced no fat and then added a bunch of sugar and other stuff in order to satiate people yes it put us in a spiral of a really bad trend and that it's going to take us a long time to come out of it because even even now when you think of healthy versus unhealthy you have this picture in your head right right or wrong but that picture is from what you learned and taught just like if you're religious like i've always argued that um, if you were taught something your whole life and you say you believe it, I, I challenge you that, do you really, because you don't know any different. But, yeah. So I challenge beliefs. I challenge my beliefs and everyone else's Yeah. when it comes to food and, and everything. But, um, yeah, we're, we just, we're on a, this path, right? And, they, and I think they had the best intentions, but then when it came in and when, I know you and I know, and I hope everybody else out there, when they came up with the food pyramid it uh, lobbyists weighed in and decided what was weighed more and more important. And you got it. And it, and then we're just on a path that's wrong, but, and I'm trying to find out what's right for me. I'm not going to be able to fix the world or the country, but I do feel better on a lower carb type diet. Um, and you know, I'll eat like to your point, I'll eat the junk food. Um, uh, if I allow myself every day, but so I just won't, um, But also at the same time, it's part of life and it's fun. So I'm going to have pizza or burgers uh, occasionally, once every couple times a month or whatever we decide. But Mm -hmm. in between that, I kind of want to dial in my breakfast um, and lunch and dinner most days. That way I can stay in a routine and a pattern and it's easy for me. And then mix it up when I get tired. I've been doing a lot of shakes lately and – Eventually, I'd like to get away from the protein shakes and stuff just because I say I don't want to eat processed food, and then I eat protein powder.
0: <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, big protein shake guy. But, you know, when I eat a, pro- when I eat a protein shake, and I, 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 I feel better when I eat less. Let's put it that way. I feel better when I eat less. I sleep better when I eat less. When I say less, I don't mean starving myself. I mean eating less than I have a natural proclivity to eat if that makes sense. And I am, I am, I am Kevin. I mean, you've heard my other podcast. I will talk about food on that podcast and I do it a lot, <laughs> comfort foods. And I'll, I'm going to tell you, my own marketing drives me to go get whatever that junk food is, man. You know, it's like sure. uh, we're not immune to it and marketers are good. And when the government came out and said that, you know, we should eat less fat and you need to, use less fat in your diet and manufacturers the marketing department got a hold of that and they figured out ways to do it to your point adding sugar and other things to foods to make them look healthy right Carbs are okay and it, and uh, fat was bad and that was the that was the argument and now to your point even even more than that, you've got these lobbyists that have deep pockets and that's what that's who's funding these uh, the studies Coca-cola fund studies about sugar water do you think sugar water ends up being bad for you? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to drink everything in moderation, right? The problem is the way the marketing plays and the way human beings work and the insulin reaction we talked about. You're almost at the, you're almost inhuman if you if you just have something in moderation. You're kind of an oddball if you do that because between the between the marketing, you know, splashing this in front of you all the time and your own natural hunger and primal desires to go after that sweet thing or the salt right to survive because that's what you were looking for in a primal nature why the hell wouldn't you eat a six drink a six pack of coke or eat an entire cake right i mean you have to will yourself not to and that's almost unfair to think that that's especially as cheap as it is and there's not an immediate downside to it it's hard not not to overindulge
1: oh absolutely and then you know when i when i would eat like that and snack a lot i'd I'd eat that cake. Maybe I'd have two slices of cake. Well, then I need something salty. So then maybe I'd have like a bowl of chips or two bowls of chips, and all of a sudden I even, I've consumed quite a bit of calories. I also think by taking the fat out of our food, we were, didn't learn to be satiated. And uh, sure, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, those signals uh, that people have to tell them they're full. And I eat fast anyway, so that's never helped me because they say it takes time. You should eat slow because that satiation signal isn't immediate, you know, those hormones that are happening. And that, you know, I I'm I bear witness to that because I'm a fast eater by nature. Because when I was a kid, I ate fast because I want to get back out and play, right? And then I was in the military, you ate fast because that's how you got it in because they only give you so much time to eat. And, you know, to this day, I just... For a long time, I considered food to be a necessary evil. I didn't like enjoy it like people do, um, It, you know, to the same level. I enjoy the flavor of a piece of cake, for of course. But what I'm saying is I didn't look forward to it and make it a process or make it a thing. It was like, get it down and go, you know, whatever it was. And I've been trying sure. to eat slower to try to. I, I always laugh with my family. I said, I don't know what that's like to be full.
1: I've never experienced it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't seem to get very full and, or then I'm completely overfull. But anymore, what I do is I, I take what I want. I, I take food, I eat it, and then I just stop and I go about my business. And then if in an hour or two I want more food, I'll eat some more. Um, because I like food so much that if there's a rack of ribs and somebody didn't eat the last four, I was like, well, I'll eat them. That's right. I like ribs. That's right.
0: Yeah, I, I'm the same way. It's, uh oh, there's a little more of that? Okay, I'm going to do it. Can't leave it. Can't no. leave so it now. Set. I try
1: to fill my plate like pretty. Instead of like skimping, I just fill my plate and then I stop. So sure. it's working.
0: All right, Kevin. Well, uh, anything else on the plate or should we wrap this one up?
1: No, I think uh, I enjoyed today's conversation. I hope it was other good. folks did as well.
0: It was good. First, before we close though, what are you having for lunch?
1: Hmm. I think I'm going to make. I've been wanting a soup. So I think I'm going to make like a egg drop soup. Nice. Just some... I'll
0: probably have a protein shake.
1: <laughs> I had that for breakfast.
0: I got too much to do today still. So I could already see that happening. Uh, all right. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening to command a send a link to your friends. This place we talk about all things. Give us a five star review and subscribe to command a,
1: yes. Thanks for spending time with us. Share the show with your friends. It really helps it, it's grow. Um, Connect with us at cmdapodcasts at gmail.com for questions, praise, rants, and even request an autograph photo or really just about anything. Can't wait to hear from you.
0: And we'll see you next time.